Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. Many people have asked me, what is this EQ fit thing that you keep talking about? Well, it's our company. It's also a very specific approach to sales, to leadership, to performance, to so many key measures and metrics that I thought I'd take an episode and focus in on where EQ fit came from and what it means. I usually don't use an episode to blatantly advertise who we are and what we do, but I think it's important to understand there is an entire new skill set available to people that will allow them to better navigate the emotional complexity in our world today. Now, you may have heard of EQ, of emotional intelligence. You may have some understanding of it. You may have a very good understanding of it. But even with a good understanding of emotional intelligence, there are still unanswered questions for most people. How do we develop it? How do we grow those skills and competencies? And how do we practically apply it? And those are the questions I would like to answer in this episode. Let's start with the genesis of EQ Fit. If you've read any of my blogs, if you've listened to other episodes, you've heard this EQ Fit concept. Uh, it started with my understanding that there is something missing for people in sales, in leadership, even in life, of how to better navigate emotions, how to leverage the energy and information that comes out of emotions for better outcomes. So most of my life, I've been in some form of sales. When you own your own business, obviously you're in sales all the time. In its simplest form, Selling is trying to influence someone else to make a decision you would like them to make. And we all do that, whether we're leaders, whether we're salespeople, whether we're, you know, people who work at home. It doesn't matter where we are or who we are. Influence is a part of our lives. In my 30 plus years of using psychometric assessments, I've always known that something was missing when it came to the ability to provide some kind of measure of how someone is attempting to influence other people. It doesn't come from personality. It doesn't come from a lot of the things that are measured, strengths measurements and all of that. All of those fall short when it comes to measuring how someone is showing up to influence other people in real time, a real-time measure of those things. The other measures I've talked about are good measures. They're just not primary predictors of success in influencing others, whereas 
the development, the genesis of EQ Fit is all about that. It's taking emotional intelligence, which is neuroscience, and putting it into very practical methods and practices to help people better understand how they're showing up to influence others, and then to change that if they want to, to become more effective in their building influence through connection and through building trust. There are a lot of things that I've learned from my experience in working with hundreds of different organizations, and I want to focus in today on sales or what I call revenue generation because there are many different types of revenue generation. It could be sales. It could be fundraising. It could be a lot of different things. Business development sometimes is what it's called. But here's some of the lessons that I've learned. The mindset of the salesperson is absolutely critical to success. Salesperson, fundraiser, business development, whatever that role is, their mindset is absolutely critical. Buyers have emotional drivers that make up the largest percentage of their buying decisions. And I'm sure there may be others that would argue that with me, but I'll be happy to show you the data and the evidence from many different research studies that show this is accurate. Personality-based assessments are not primary predictors of success for sales or revenue-generating positions, but 75 to 80% of sales assessments are based in personality measures. And there's about 200 of those assessments out there in our marketplace today. They're not really measuring what's most important. Ultra-high performing salespeople have very high emotional intelligence scores. That is critical to understanding why they are so successful. Now, I pull that information out of a wonderful book by Jeb Blount called Sales EQ. I think he's done an amazing job of really laying out the case for emotional intelligence in sales. And I can back that up with my own research, which I'll share with you a little bit later in this episode. If I ask you the question, where are the most sales made? What would you say? What would your answer be? Well, I ask that question often when I work with salespeople, sales managers, sales directors. I get all kinds of different answers. Here's my take on this. Sales are made in the shared mind space, the emotional and rational environment that the salesperson and the buyer meet in. Let me say that again. I believe sales are made in a shared mind space where the salesperson and the buyer meet together and they create this picture or this vision of what can happen if they come together and work together. That's very different than saying it happens in an office, it happens at Starbucks, it happens somewhere else. Why do I think this? Because I've seen it happen countless times. So how does a salesperson create an inviting and comfortable shared mind space 
for the buyer to enter? Well, there's a few steps to that. Connect with the buyer in a genuine way. Let the buyer see you as a person, not just as another salesperson, but as someone they can trust. Use emotional intelligence to understand the strong emotional drivers that are present for the buyer. Then make those a priority going forward, bringing the buyer the desired resolution or results that they want for those emotional drivers. That will fast track the sales process. It will shorten the sales cycle. And those drivers can be anything from anxiety and fear and stress to excitement and eagerness and very positive types of emotions. Here's the third thing. Understand that the mind space may change due to circumstances. So continually be cultivating connection and trust building. That will create more and more influence. It will also create more margin for error in the sales process. The more influence you have, the more latitude the buyer is willing to give you as a salesperson. That's an initial look at what EQ fit is, what the approach is. Now, what do we do with that? This brings us back to the genesis of EQ fit, or what I call the EQ fit smart selling approach. I knew that nothing existed that answered the questions that I had, so I created the EQ fit sales profile and the EQ fit smart selling approach. It is a unique in that it is the only sales empowerment process based on a combination of three key elements that's not found in any other sales training. Leveraging neuroscience or emotional intelligence to enhance sales success. That's number one. Number two, an assessment, the EQ fit sales profile that is based on the most widely used and highly validated EQ assessment in the world, the SEI SEI assessment by six seconds. And number three, a clear path for learning and developing EQ based sales skills. At this time, there are about 75 certified EQFIT sales profile professionals around the world who are administering this assessment, providing coaching and training around it, and supporting their clients' revenue generation efforts. So rapid growth since we only released the assessment and the methodology in early 2019. The fun thing about this, it has gone beyond what I ever expected. The past three years have seen rapid growth of the EQFIT sales profile and the EQFIT smart selling approach. We have our first online course, the EQFIT smart selling online course. It's been released, it's available to anybody, and I have priced it very affordably so that any salesperson could go and get it on their own and really get an advantage in 
how they create their mindset, their success mindset, and how they approach buyers and really deal with something no other sales training does. And that is the emotional complexity that's involved in a selling process, both on the seller side and the buyer side. The beauty of the EQ Fit approach, it doesn't matter what sales training or what sales experience you have. It is a multiplier of success. It doesn't replace anything. It adds to it. It actually multiplies success. Here's what I didn't expect. How powerful the EQ Fit approach would be. Let me give you a few examples of that. I've got one client that when they did this process with us for 12 months, they were able to increase sales 28% and they doubled their net profit. Another client saw their average revenue per salesperson increase by 12%. That was across the board. That was all of their salespeople's average. Think of what would happen if you could increase sales 12% for every one of your salespeople. One top performer who used to average twice what the next best performer in their organization did now averages four times what the next best salesperson does by using this approach. A group of consultants that I work with have increased the revenue generation through their business development efforts by 37% year over year. And that these are not salespeople. These are people that work in a more technical aspect. These are just a few of the success stories that are coming out of the EQFIT smart selling approach. And again, as I stated, it works with any other sales training. It doesn't replace or get rid of any skills or experience that has been developed to this point. It just enhances it. Here's something else I didn't expect. The EQFIT sales profile has become a very effective tool for predicting the success of sales candidates to a specific type of sales position. We use the EQFIT sales profile in all of our pre-hire assessment packages for salespeople, but also for leaders. We want to know how leaders are showing up to influence others. Bottom line, if you're a leader, you're also a salesperson. You're selling your ideas, your vision, your plan, your direction, And if you can't do that, then you don't have much of a followership. Let's take a little deeper look at this through some research. I'm collecting data right now for an extended research study. This study focuses on a combination of three key measures. The measure of EQ, how high is the EQ, the emotional intelligence score for someone, What does the EQFIT sales profile look like for that individual? And then actual sales performance. How well are they doing in their sales success? While the study is ongoing, there are already some fascinating trends that are showing up. Let me share one of those with you right now. Starting with performance as the baseline, 
the vast majority of participants who are top performers have high EQ scores. They're utilizing the eight success factors in the EQ Fit sales profile in almost equal measures. We'll talk more about that as we go on. The other thing is they're top performers. So high EQ, they're able to use any of the eight success factors equally well, and they are becoming or are high performers because of that. A little background on those eight success factors. I pulled that from 33-0 different sales experts around the world. I did a year's research into what the top 30 sales experts around the world said were the most important things to be successful in sales. That's where those eight success factors came from. It wasn't just me coming up with something. It was a lot of hard work to identify those things. So how do we measure that? Think of it this way. What percentage of someone's energy and focus is going into each of the eight success factors? So you have 100% in this measure. How much is going to each of those different eight success factors to make up that 100%? From these measures, the salesperson's sales style is determined. And sales style is basically based on a couple of things. Are they more short-term focused or long-term focused? And are they more relational in their selling or more transactional? I'm not going to go deep into that right now. We'll talk about that more in the future. But that gives us a real look into, wait a minute, if the emotional complexity is increased in our world, which it has, the emotional distress people are feeling has increased 300%. With all the changes in the sales arena, you've got virtual selling now, you've got buyers who don't want to meet face-to-face, they they want to meet online or, or a phone call. There's all of these new things and changes that are happening. Salespeople have to be more prepared, mentally agile, to deal with all of these changes. Taking that understanding, let's look at some practical ways to put this into play and to really enhance sales efforts and sales success. So why is all of this important? Well, it's clear that having a roadmap to hiring the best salespeople and then developing and equipping salespeople that are already employed, it's important to have that roadmap to know who are we looking for, who do we want to bring on board, and also how do we develop our people and equip our people to be as successful as they can be. And that's the beauty of the EQ Fit Smart Selling approach. And even better, it can be customized for the type of sales that a specific organization is doing. That has not been available in the past. When we think of the EQ Fit advantage, it comes out of this understanding that there is a science behind what's going on in the mental 
dynamic of the sales process. When a buyer and a seller get together, that shared mind space. There's other things that people have not looked at in the past. A big part of that being the emotional landscape. How do we navigate that for ourself as a salesperson? How do we navigate the emotional drivers that a buyer is having? How do we even identify those things? This is why we call it the EQ Fit Smart Selling Advantage. Today, salespeople face more change and challenge than ever before. There is more emotional complexity in the workplace. Here are some very sobering facts to think about. 50% of the U.S. workforce experiences a lot of stress every single day. 50%. That's out of a Gallup study. Emotional distress has increased 300%. That's out of a six-second study, State of the Heart. 66% of people self-identify as being lonely. That came out, came out of a mental health study. These are, these are really, really impactful kinds of numbers and frankly, something to be concerned about. People who have higher EQ scores are better able to navigate emotions, focus on what's important, use their energy wisely, practice empathy, achieve more, and frankly, become more satisfied and more confident. If the sales happens in a shared mind space, would having a positive and healthy mindset be an advantage? Absolutely. That is the heart of the EQ Fit Smart Selling approach growing EQ sales skills and competencies and then putting them into practice accelerates sales success. What can an EQ Fit Smart Selling approach do for salespeople and frankly for leaders? Provide a clear path for their development of those skills. Create a healthy and vital mindset. Manage emotions in themselves and in others well. Remove roadblocks and negative self-talk. Identify the emotional drivers that are present for the buyer, which is the largest component of the buying decision. Create an inviting and comfortable shared mind space where the sale can happen in a more comfortable and easy fashion. And learn how to influence anyone doesn't matter what the personality is. There will always be emotional drivers present in the buyer's mind that are driving them to make the decision. If we can identify what those are, we can sell and influence anyone. My desire is to equip people to prosper. As a matter of fact, that's the first thing you'll see if you go to our website. It's right there on the homepage. So no, I don't feel guilty about shamelessly promoting the EQ Fit Smart Selling approach. I know how much this transformation has done for me. Even in difficult times, I have a method and a proven set of practices 
to renew my energy, to make sure my focus is in the right place, and to enhance my efforts. So I can now look at no from a buyer as not yet. Instead of taking it as rejection, I navigate my emotions and their emotions and I move forward in a more positive way. I'll leave you with this. The internal resources that you have built are what will be available to you to face the next challenge or take advantage of the next opportunity. Only what you built to that point will you have available to you. Start building and storing up those internal resources today. We do not know what tomorrow will bring, but we can be prepared to meet that future with confidence. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.